You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would love to get to know you. Please come over to my Instagram, Melissa Froelich underscore biz and say hello. Let me know what you liked about this episode or any of the previous episodes because I really do love hearing from people. And yes, it's really me who responds to my Instagram messages. Okay, so today we are going to talk about something really important, and I think it's a dying art, and I want to make sure we preserve it. And what I'm talking about is customer service, client care, call it what you want, but caring about other freaking people. That's what I want to talk about. So, you know, I'm all here for empowering women to build a business that really is about what they want and their values, and I'm here about boundaries. And I'm all here for making sure that we don't let people walk all over us and that we aren't having people tell us how we're going to run things. That's not what I'm talking about today. But I think people are starting to get it twisted. And I don't know any better way to say it than than just like that. I had quite the experience recently. I tried to invest with a company for some services that was going to run us about $10,000, 10 to $11,000. And every single step of the process was painful from communicating to have the initial quote set up that intake piece, like tell me what you're looking for. And then I'm going to put together a quote that was painful. It was like, hey, I really want to do business with you. Can you talk to me? When would be a good time for you? Instead of the other way around, which it should be, when you're looking to spend money with a company. And again, I'm all here for making sure that we're respectful of each other's time. I am the last person on this planet that is going to waste your time ever because I can't stand it when people do that to me. But also don't tell me about how busy you are when you pick up the phone when I'm trying to find out about your services. That's never a good way to start with me because what I'm actually hearing is that I'm already not that important. We're all busy. We're all tired. We're all trying to do our best, but don't start out an engagement with telling somebody about yourself. Like that is the number one thing I have to say about this. So this engagement has caused me to re-record this podcast. I have been fuming about it for a while now and trying to let the dust settle so that I can extract the best learning points of it to share with you. And if you've been around my world for a while, you know I I like to do this. Like when something goes down in the wrong way, especially around client care or customer service, I don't let it slide. I always am looking for how can we dissect this and how can we learn so that we're not making these same mistakes in our business? Because I want to assume that all people are good All people want to have a successful business and all people want to care about other people. Now, 
That's not always the case, but that's what we are going to assume for the sake of learning. All right, so it was difficult to even get a quote from this company. And when we finally got that piece of the puzzle (laughs) done, I waited and waited and waited and waited to hear how much the quote was going to be. Waiting and waiting and waiting is what no potential customer ever wants to be doing. Like that's not what they want to do. If somebody is eager to give you their money, then don't make that step in the process painful for them. Make sure that you are providing clear next steps. If it's going to take you some days to put it together, that's fine. But be clear so that people understand what the expectations are. So when I finally get the quote from the company, it's fine and I'm happy to accept it. But I have some really normal questions that any normal business owner would ask. And because there was no frequently asked questions section in the proposal, I had to ask the business owner. And I'm going to pause because I'm going to let you guess what happened when I asked the business owner. You guessed it. They were annoyed. (laughs) And it was really clear. And it was really evident. Even so much so that was like, well, we've actually never had anyone ask that question. Whether or not that is true, I don't care. The question that I asked, the questions that I asked were very, very valid. And if you've had no one ask that question before, good for you. However, I doubt that's the case. And if it's annoying to you that I'm going to ask this question or these questions that are really valid, put them in your frequently asked question section or go over that in your initial intake so that you don't have to discuss it again. That's the learning there. So I try and overlook that. I really want to do business with this company. I want to support so much about them. And I'm trying to be patient with the fact that I know that they are really a startup, although there's no way that they would consider themselves that because the pride is so heavy. (laughs) But anyway, being a business owner myself, I want to have compassion and say, I see the potential there. On that note, I can only see the potential there for so long before that impacts my buying confidence. So what happened next after it had already been clear that I was inconveniencing this company by reaching out to see if they could do initial quote, and then being told that my question really wasn't valid or it was bothersome by pointing out that no one's ever asked these questions before. It's like two massive strikes against them that they don't really even realize, but I'm feeling as a potential consumer. And the third strike came when I needed to follow up because there was some massive confusion in the way that they were communicating what the next steps would be after the contract was executed. And by the way, I'm not even going to talk about the contract because that could be a whole podcast episode in itself in terms of the lack of automation and professional delivery and the inconsistency in terms of the font that was used and the just typography and the highlights and the payment terms that were quite frankly illegal, like asking you to pay them personally through their personal Venmo, which is a clear and direct violation of terms and services, as many of us know. Anyway, again, I'm trying not to get into the pedantic pieces of this story because I want to bring this back to the client experience piece. So here I am at stage three, where I need to ask some clarifying questions about the contract itself. So my first questions were about the actual engagement. Then I have questions about the language in the contract because it's really hard to read. And mind you, I read a lot of contracts. (laughs) A lot, a lot more than this company reads, I will guarantee that. And so I try and be really nice and actually way more nice than I needed to be because I'm already feeling that inconvenience factor, right? And I I do really want to work with them. And I know that my questions are 
bothersome to this business owner, even if she doesn't want to admit it. And so I'm going above and beyond and really trying to be clear about how I'm communicating so that I don't offend them and I don't step on any toes, but hold on. Oh yeah, I'm the customer. Why on earth am I having to worry about this? That's the point of this podcast today, but I am. And so anyway, I ask my questions and they are frustrated because they don't understand why I would be asking these questions, but I don't understand what the contract says because it's not making sense to me. And oh, by the way, I'm frustrated with the fact that they're asking me to pay in a way that is quite frankly illegal, which I'm not willing to do, obviously. So I'm saying here are some other ways that I can pay you that would be legal because I'm not willing to jeopardize my business. And I'm trying to be really careful and not step on toes because again, I really want to work with this company and I really would like to utilize their services. And she has the audacity to say to me that communicating with me feels really difficult. And so I say, I agree. This feels really difficult. And I don't think it needs to be this difficult. And maybe there's some opportunity here <laughs> to improve your processes moving forward. But regardless, I'm, I'm just trying to understand what we need to do in order to make all of this work. And in response to that, she says to me, ma'am, our processes are perfect. And that, my friends, was the final straw. I was willing to overlook way too much already. I was willing to make a lot of excuses for them because I could see the potential, which I can. I think there's a lot of potential there. But when you tell me that your processes are perfect after they're clearly not, the evidence shows that they're not, and you come running at me with a big, big force of scarcity mindset in response to my continued willingness to try and really sell myself to you as the potential customer, we got a problem. And she goes on then to say, well, you're a fellow business owner, so I'm sure you can agree with the fact that I should be able to run my business the way that I want to run it. And although I can agree with her to some degree, what I don't agree with is you don't get to run your business the way that you want and expect to grow it while lacking client-focused customer-focused processes, solutions, and overall vision. So that's really what I want to talk about today is my business, my way, that whole narrative. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) That's what I want to say about that. I work with my clients on a regular basis to empower them to become greater versions of their CEO selves, to step in a place of greater confidence, to unlock that identity that's hiding underneath the surface, to feel more empowered about the decisions they're making, to have better boundaries, to get rid of clients that don't align with their values, on and on and on. But what I never, ever, ever teach anyone is to stop caring about the person on the other side of the transaction. And I continue to see that happening more and more in our industry and in the world in general, and it frightens me. And so instead of being here and being worried about it, I'm talking about it today. I'm choosing to talk about it because I know there are plenty of us who continue to care about people more than money, people more than transactions, And we believe in both. We believe in building a business our way and running a business on our terms and making sure that people feel appreciated and taken care of and supported all the way through from the very moment they exchange energy with us, set eyes on our business to the first DM they have or phone call or Zoom call. And when we send the contract and when they pay the invoice and when we follow up with them and we continue to serve them and we check in with them even when 
the engagement is done. That's how we do business. We care about the person on the other side of it, that it's not contractual. It's not about, well, my business, my way, and you're lucky if you get to work with me. That, my friends, is gross. (laughs) That, my friends, is not going to continue to allow you to have abundance in terms of possibilities because that will catch up with you. It might work right now, but that is that belief and that practice comes from incredible scarcity. That comes from a place of I've gotten this far because stuff was hard. So that is classic scarcity mindset behavior when you are operating your business from that place where you are all about yourself. You're all about the fact that your business is perfect. There's no room for improvement. That is a scarcity-based mindset because people who subscribe to an abundance mindset are always, always, always looking for opportunities to enhance, improve, adjust, even when it doesn't feel very good to be getting that feedback, but feedback equals opportunity instead of feedback as criticism. And this woman in her business heard feedback as criticism and she immediately responded with, our systems are perfect, ma'am. Honey, they're not. They're not even close to perfect. And I would be willing to help you so, so much, but that's a conversation for another day. Right now, I'm just trying to give you my money and you're giving me every reason I shouldn't. And so long story short, that contract didn't come to fruition. And not only did that contract not to come to fruition, and that business alone lost out on nearly $25,000 in revenue in a two-hour period of time because a counterpart of mine was also considering hiring them and also had a contract in their inbox. And I shared my experience in terms of how I'd been treated and said, you know what, I think we're done. And they decided to do the same thing. So because that business was not willing to accept any feedback and look for opportunities to improve, let alone just care about the person at the other end of the transaction and make them feel supported and valued and cared about, they lost out on $25,000 worth of revenue. And that's just one example. And that's one example from my own little tiny world. So imagine how many people are missing out on opportunities because they're not looking at how they can serve people better. And they're too worried about being in this place of running my business my way. And they think that that's the power. And that's where they get it messed up. That is not where you're in your power. You're in your power when you are aligned with your values and your boundaries and how you want to run your business and you care about people. It's the and, it's the both. It's understanding that it's not one or the other. It's bringing in the masculine and the feminine, making sure that you can be bold and confident and be caring and compassionate. And that just because something isn't going well and people are giving you feedback, that doesn't mean that you are wrong. Stop making yourself wrong. Like that's what I wish I could go back to this woman in her business and say, this wasn't about you being wrong. This was about you having an opportunity to enhance something in the moment. And to quit pointing out how you were so busy because we're all busy. And that's not what the person who's wanting to open their checkbook, not really a checkbook, who writes a check anymore, but to open up their wallet. That's not what they want to be reminded of, of the fact that you're busy. They're busy too. And that's probably why they're trying to hire you for something. So it is amazing to me how I continue to see this happening over and over again. It's happening in the online business world. It's happening in brick and mortar stores. The art of customer service is getting harder and harder to find. And one of the biggest things that's really impacting this right now is COVID, right? It's changed a lot. It's changed a lot about people's work ethic. It's changed a lot about the current economy. It's changed a lot about people's willingness to be human instead of looking for an excuse of why they don't have to show up with compassion. 
It has changed what it feels like to fly in a commercial airline instead of being taken care of by flight attendants who want to make sure that your experience is great. It's about making sure that you are following their rules and you're not inconveniencing them. At least that's how it's been for me every single time that I have personally flown in the past two years. And I say that with compassion and understanding. I know that there is a lot going on in the world, but when we get so self-absorbed and this is my job and these are the rules and we stop realizing that there's a person on the other side of whatever that transaction looks like, whether it's verbal, written, an actual contract, an actual transaction in terms of money, when we stop forgetting that there is a human connection there, stuff starts to fall apart. We miss opportunities and we're actually outside of our power because when we can access both of those things, somebody who really holds space to like, this is my role and I need to make sure that these things are abided by and I hear you and I have compassion and I want to make sure that your experience is great. That's somebody in their power. So I want you to take a look at the businesses that you are investing in. And look at your own business and what about them feels really good and how do we enhance that and how do we do more of that? And I want you to also think about when you're having to work really hard to get somebody to take you on as a client or to take your money. That's not a relationship that you want to be in. It's almost this, I don't even know the name for it, but we've gotten in this position as consumers, like almost having to pitch ourselves to the business instead of the other way around in a lot of instances. And like that doesn't have to happen. We can break that cycle by becoming better versions of leaders in our own business and saying, I can be powerful and I can be strong and I can look for opportunities to improve. And if something isn't working well, that doesn't mean that I'm wrong or I'm bad. That means that there's an opportunity here to change something because Just because something has been working really well in my business for the past five years doesn't mean it's going to continue to work in the exact same way for the the next five years beyond that. I might have to modify, adjust, change. And being willing to hear somebody's feedback, being willing to realize that something is missing or something is lacking is powerful. That's a confident woman in her business saying like, ooh, I really don't love how this is going so far. Let's take a pause and start over here. And let me make sure that you understand you are important to me. And I think we really missed the mark. And being able to say, this isn't how I intended this to go, or I hear you, yeah, this communication has been really challenging, and I would love to figure out how we get this back on track. I think there's some real opportunities here for me to improve things on my end, but for now, let's let's talk about what you need. That could have changed everything in that moment. But being told that my processes are perfect, ma'am, no, sorry, they're not. They're really not. And you're saying that to a business coach and a business strategist, and you're you're actually really wrong. And this is a huge indicator, a huge red flag that I can't ignore when I'm trying to give you a lot of money. And so with that, I don't think it makes any logical sense for me to continue on with this engagement, right? obviously. But I look back on all the chances that I tried to give them, all the ways I tried to justify it in my mind, like a bad relationship, (laughs) like a boyfriend who treated me like junk, but yet I really wanted to date him because I saw the potential. Listen, don't do that because that just feeds into this narrative and this new cycle of this gets to be my way, my business, my way. No, 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 no. Your business, your way and you care about people. 
So as long as that piece is layered on there, I'm all about you having a business that supports your lifestyle. I'm all about you having a business that is very, very clear in terms of your values and being clear on who you want to serve. And that idea of I'm not for everyone, absolutely, 100%. And also making sure that those people that you do want to serve feel really, really good about entering into an engagement with you. And on the flip side, if you're not feeling really good about entering into an engagement with somebody, having the power to say, this doesn't feel right, and moving on. Instead of getting stuck in that cycle that I got stuck in and almost made a decision that wasn't going to serve me in the long run because I was justifying all of their growing pains based on their potential, based on wanting them to be successful. But that's not my job. My job is to be the customer in that situation and be taken care of and make sure that my questions are answered, no questions asked, and not ever have to feel like I'm inconveniencing them. So in conclusion, this is just meant to kind of bring some some tough love to a conversation that I think needs to happen more. And we have an opportunity as women, as leaders, to lead by greater example and say, my business, my way, and I care about people. I believe in both. I believe that it's possible to do both, to have a business that serves me really well and serves my clients really well. I want to see more of that. That's what I want to see for 2022 and beyond. I want to carry that forward instead of that customer service is a dying art. I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to feel that anymore. I know that we can do better. And so I hope that this inspires you to do better for everyone, to lead better, to look at what's really working in your business and how to showcase that and be able to speak to that and and look at your client experience and realize that like not everybody offers that to empower you to stand up even stronger in your confident, bold leadership position and say, I'm a badass and I take really good care of people. I want to see more of that. So your business, your way, sort of, as long as you're willing to also care about people, also think of them as a heck of a lot more than just a transaction, that there is a way that we can change the direction of things and bring it back to a place that feels really darn good. So I would love to hear from you what this podcast sparked for you today. What made you feel a little uncomfortable, but also like, yeah, I can so relate to that. Or I want to see more of this too. Jump over to my inbox. Let me know what stood out to you. Melissa Froelich underscore biz on Instagram is where I love hearing from you or in the Facebook group, the Up Level Lounge on Facebook. Always, always love to hear takeaways from the podcast there. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll see you right here next week for some more goodness. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.